it's Daisy and Emily. Um, we're here with Fiona McDonnell. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, should we get started? Yeah, so um, how is COVID affecting your work at the moment? Okay, so I guess we're like, what, seven, eight months into the COVID pandemic and it's been quite, quite a mixed bag, to be honest. Like, in terms of like the illustration industry and myself as like a freelance illustrator, I'm very, very fortunate to have had like a fairly steady stream of work the entire time. Um, which is very lucky and I guess like thinking about it, illustration and design in general we're one of the few industries that weren't really hard hit by it because in this day and age most work is all done digitally via email that kind of thing and also particularly a lot of like you know advertising companies design agencies etc can't like commission and hire like photographers or like videographers in the same way that they used to because it's a bit more of a technical issue Whereas hiring an illustrator or designer to make visuals instead is a much more kind of straightforward process given the current circumstances. So again, I've been very, very fortunate to not have had much of a dip in work. Like I've had a fair amount to work on. I would say though that like pretty much anybody at the minute, the effects of the pandemic is like more kind of mental, emotional. So I definitely have found like I have sort of dips and highs and lows whenever actually making work. Because like understandably at the minute, it's quite a stressful situation for everybody mm. and in general it's hard to know where things are going so there's definitely been days where like it's kind of hard to focus and like be at your top peak creative like creatively whenever you're trying to worry about everything else but yeah so definitely a mixed bag i would say personally yeah yeah definitely it's 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 weird Very. yeah what do you do when you're having like a sort of rough patch of like designing things and like not knowing what to do or yeah, so so kind of like um, artistic block, I guess you're saying, or yeah. like stress or trying to focus, that sort of thing. Well, again, it's never really easy whenever you're having like, I guess, a creative block or whether you have stressful things going on like outside of like, you know, your work, etc. And like personally, I don't think I really have one set way to kind of manage that. It's, it's normally like a combination of things. Because I think the thing about being like a designer or like an illustrator, like on the one hand, you're definitely a commercial industry. So you have to operate like a business. You have to have like good professional practice, et cetera, and kind of work to a schedule. And like all the things that a normal business entails. But then at the same time, because you're creative, like you're putting a lot of yourself like emotionally into it. Like every yeah. piece of work you make, even if it's something someone's hired you to make, like you're still putting a piece of yourself in it and so much I know personally like so much of I guess my identity is wrapped up in the artwork I make and the work I make so like if you make bad work it can have a knock-on effect on how you feel about yourself which sounds a bit dramatic but it's true so like you're kind of handling a lot of things whenever you're having like a bit of a creative block patch because ultimately the bottom line is you have to get the work done mm-hmm. because again it's like a commercial practice like you have to deliver your deliverables I guess so I think it kind of comes to practice, to be honest, and kind of reminding yourself that, like, you know, you even on your bad days, you're still a good illustrator or you're still a good designer. Like, you've been hired for a reason, you're here for a reason. Like, you know, you kind of have to put your faith in that a little bit and remind yourself that, like, okay, if I'm being critical of this, is this just me having a bad day? And normally what I would do in that situation, to be honest, is actually just show the work to, like, other illustrators, friends, like, colleagues, to get their perspective on it because you have to remember you're always going to be your own worst critic and I would always say it's like so important in general to have a really good kind of circle of like people around you who like aren't only like you know inspiring themselves like in the work they do or motivated but also are really encouraging of you as well so it's really important in those kind of scenarios to have people like that that you can go to and be like look 
I've been looking at this too long, I'm overthinking it, like, what do you think of this? So you kind of get an unbiased perspective, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then also in general, like, it's really important to take breaks and, like, not burn yourself out. Like, you know, unfortunately, I think the kind of cultural sort of attitude towards, like, any kind of freelance work, creative or whatever, is, like, this culture of, like, hustling. And then if you're not working all the time, 24-7, seven days a week, a million projects on, like, you're failing, which is absolutely not true. And actually kind of counterproductive in the long run. So, like, yeah, just stepping back and taking breaks and making, like, making a point to take time off, which is something I've only really gotten the habit of, like, in the last year or two, to be honest. Like, but, yeah, at the end of the day, if you feel like you're having a rough patch, if possible, take time, speak to other people, get their perspectives, and kind of just, like, recharge a bit. Because yeah, if you just keep amazing. pushing... You're, you're just going to get worse and worse, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Has there been a significant inv- event in your career that has changed your outlook on design slash education? Wow, okay, big question. <laughs> I can definitely think of a few. Um, like, for me, it's been, like, I, I, I know there's a couple of key moments, and it's funny how they all, like, interweave into one another, and, like, some part of it's luck, some part of it might be fate, I don't know, and a lot of part of it, I think, as well as, like, like, I love that saying, like, luck favours the prepared, if you know what I mean. So, like, you should kind of just be making work anyway, so that whenever an opportunity comes along, you're kind of ready to take it, if you know what I mean. But yeah. if, I had to pick, if I had to pick one, I would definitely say it was being signed to Ostuk, which is an illustration agency based in Belfast. So, wow. whenever I graduated in 2014, I was studying in Norwich University of the Arts. I did my degree in illustration. And like most students, I had no money left at the end of my degree, so I had to move home to like, and I got a job, I like saved up some money, etc. And it was about a year after I graduated, and I was sort of starting to think about what my next move would be. Like, I think there's a lot of pressure as well, particularly for graduates to feel like you have to move to London or you have to move to like, you know, some big city and not like, <clears throat> to make it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But like, I was definitely feeling that pressure and I sort of was like, okay, maybe I'll move back or I'll move somewhere. But then, like, literally, I don't know if it was fate or what, like, um, literally, I got an email from Melvin Carroll, who's the director and founder of Ostoke, asking me if I want to come in for a portfolio interview. They were interested in signing me, and then I got signed to the agency. And so that was kind of like a thing, actually, no, I'm going to stay in Belfast because it's such a great opportunity that the agency's opened up. Like, you know, <clears throat> it was like, I think that was the big turning point because from then on, so that's like, what, nearly five years ago now, I had the opportunity to work in the Ostbrook studio space, like free of charge, like Mel had studio space for all the illustrators to come and go with big leads. And kind of similar to what I was talking about earlier, having that space of being around illustrators and creative professionals all at different stages of their career was like actually priceless and I think changed absolutely everything for me. Like I got better at my work, I had a better understanding of how to actually run my business. Yeah. Like how to approach it. But also it was just really inspiring and really motivating. Like I wanted to make work and I wanted to be there all the time and it was like the thing I cared about most. And like I kind of put into words how encouraging they've been and the work I've got from them as well. Like, you know, those first few commissions I got from Ostoke were some of my first big jobs. And they definitely weren't easy in a lot of ways, to be honest. Like, you know, you're kind of cutting your teeth and it's like definitely a bit of a trial in some ways and you learn a lot sort of in the deep end. But having Mel and the other illustrators around me during all that is what kind of really helped me like rise to the occasion, I guess. Um, and now here, five years later, I actually work as like the illustration agency manager for us so part-time as well as being an illustrator. So, so like pretty much doing every amazing opportunity I've got since then is probably a direct result of joining us folk. 
So yeah, wow, yeah that's I know. So cool. I know. Good old Mel. Oh, I pinched myself. Um, like, I remember so whenever I got the email from Mel, I like double read it. I read it over and over again. I was like, it's actually happening. <laughs> like, really? So yeah, no, I'm super, super lucky. I'm like really grateful for sure. As a guest lecturer, how do you um, engage with a younger audience and what are the things you kind of lecture about? So my experience of lecturing is kind of like varied. Like it wouldn't really, I don't really have a lot of experience in like the traditional sense of lecturing. Like I, I, I believe it's, I have been hired once or twice for University of Ulster to come in and like do workshops or do like presentations on like my illustration practice or for us folks. So, we would do a lot of that, but to be honest, I think more of my direct teaching actually kind of comes from people just like messaging me or like emailing me, like looking for advice or like having questions, etc. And like, you know, I think that's really where it's going now in a lot of ways. It's about directly reaching out to people and having those more one-to-one conversations. Definitely, yeah. That feels, I think, to be honest, I think, like I remember being a student in uni and you guys probably know this yourself as well, like, there's nothing more like daunting whenever a guest lecturer comes in mm. and then they end their talk and then they're like, anyone have any questions? Um, <laughs> no one ever puts their hand up. Like, I never put my hand up because, like, it's too much pressure, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Whereas, like, whereas I think there's something so nice about the idea of being able to, like, email an illustrator or, like, just Instagram DM them or, like, tweet them or whatever yeah, asking for advice because it takes away that pressure and that kind of, like, that wall, if you know what I mean? Mm. I also think it makes people realise that, like, you know, I don't have all the answers and mm. I'm still learning, but I'm more than happy to pass on any information I know or help anyone I know because I know, I don't know a single illustrator or designer who didn't have to get help from someone or didn't have like a mentor or have somebody give them advice or somebody help them out, even just in little things about where to get stuff printed for the best price or best quality, you know, like that kind of way. Mm. Like I think so much learning comes from that and the relationships you build with people like, I think lecturing a university, like, I got so much out of my university course, like, I loved it. I think it really gave me structure and gave me a lot of space and time to, like, make mistakes with, like, my actual practice, like, the actual work I made. Mm. But I think whenever you leave university and even maybe in your final year, it's about building those connections a lot more and building relationships with people and being able to have more candid and, like, frank conversations about, like, how to become an illustrator or a designer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would, I would primarily do a lot of that, like, which, and like I say that, like, it can be tricky because, like, I obviously have a lot of my own work on, so sometimes it can take me, like, two weeks to get back to people, but I do always make a point to eventually reply to those messages because mm-hmm. I think it is really important to be encouraging. And in terms of, like, relating to, like, a younger generation, um, I don't know, it's kind of tricky. I think, particularly with an illustration, you know, the people who are illustrators are so vast and so varied but you always have that kind of common ground of talking about illustration. So like, if I go into like a class where I'm giving a lecture or if I'm messaging somebody, I kind of don't really worry so much about the age difference because I know we have, I'm like, they like illustration, I like illustration, I'm just gonna talk to you and be a nerd about illustration with you. And we'll just kind of like find that level in that sense, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's funny, like, because I remember what I would have been like whenever I was a student. I was definitely a lot quieter, a lot shyer. Because I think people don't really give students enough credit in the sense that, like, it can't be very daunting to, like, you know, your first time kind of in a creative space and people are asking you what your opinion is. Yeah. Like, what do you think about this? What do you want to do after having spent 14 years in, like, secondary school, primary school education? We are kind of told what to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I definitely try and keep things very chill 
very casual, like, you know, like just talk as if I'm talking to like any other illustrators, you know what I mean? So hopefully that helps. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe everybody thinks maybe everybody thinks I'm like like too chally, I don't know. But <laughs> No, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a good thing to be. What has been the highlight of your career this year? Obviously due to corona and everything. Oh, this year. That's a really good question actually. What would be the highlight? It's not that there hasn't been highlights, but it's more just kind of like, it's funny to like try and, because you think about all the things you've done in years before, and obviously you can't measure anything that's happened this year against that, because they're two completely different circumstances. Exactly, yeah. um, give me two seconds, and I'm, I don't want to not answer this probably. This is what I do sometimes, I literally just go on my website or my Instagram, and I'm like, what have I done this year? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like totally. Yeah, I've been really lucky. Like you know, I've had a couple of really good jobs on this year, and stuff has been really nice. Actually, I know exactly what it is. So my highlight of this year, again, it's hard to pick because there have been a few. Would be a limited edition rice print that I illustrated and printed and sold. It was a limited edition of um, thirty or forty, I think. And the illustration itself was of different kind of like you know base petals, but I changed the names to be like. Um, puns on like Irish slang yeah. and I love the print, I love the illustration love the fact that it was rice printing I'm obsessed with like rice printing I think it's beautiful but I donated all the sales of that to the Black Box Belfast wow. as part of their State of the Venues campaign yeah. because obviously the music industry has been like so hard hit like I can see more so than any other industry due to like the Covid pandemic you know they were the first to close and they'll be the last to open. Yeah, exactly. Um, the State of the Venues campaign has been an amazing sort of initiative from like venues all over the UK to help like raise money, to like, you know, lobby government to make sure there's adequate support there so that these venues can open again afterwards. And I chose to donate my money specifically to the Black Box because they as a venue have also been so supportive to me as like a creative and like an illustrator. Like I've worked with them in the past, we've done loads of exhibitions with them through Offspoke. And I also think they particularly, the like, program they have is so amazing and diverse and so carefully kind of curated. Like, um, shout out to Rachel Campbell Palmer, who's the <laughs> director of the Black Box. Like, um, she's an absolute, like, machine. Like, she's a hero. Like, she does so much work. And I know for a fact they were doing everything they possibly could to fundraise for the Black Box. And it, in particular, is a venue that's very at risk in comparison to, like, some bigger kind of, like, club venues, etc. So... Whenever this is all happening, like the idea of the black box not being able to open or struggling was heartbreaking for me because it's such a like special place for me as well, like yeah. personally. Mm. So I thought I was going to need all the prints or all the profits from the print run to the black box, put it up, and it sold out in less than 24 hours. Wow. So like that was just such an amazing moment, and it was really nice to see. And I felt so good to be able to give them that money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've never been able to like donate that much to anything before, like in one go and like to know that it really was making a difference kind of thing and they really appreciate it and like yeah it was just really lovely so in a very um weird crap year that was a super nice moment and very good day. that was incredible mm. yeah so cool what inspires your work what inspires my work god like probably i always kind of say that like the things i draw and the things i'm interested in and i kind of illustrate are very outward looking so I would definitely be more inclined to make work about things that are happening around me that I think are important or I find are interesting or inspiring, whatever, rather than making work about how I feel about things if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't really make a lot of I don't really make a lot of personal work or not that like like I love people who do make work about that, but I don't really illustrate my feelings. Mm. Like emotionally, if you know what I mean, like very personal stuff. 
So, which I, and I think it's more like, because whenever, again, I was younger, I think I would have been a lot shyer, a lot less self-confident, but like being good at drawing and making art was a way, it sounds so not, but it was a way for me to express myself and things I was interested in that I wouldn't have been very good about before. But then as I've gotten older and a lot more confident in my opinions, as most people will tell you, I think that's been reflected in my work. Like, I think my work is very bold, colorful, kind of full of statements. Like little mm. tales as well, like to kind of communicate as best as possible, like what I think about the things that are happening around me, which again I know is maybe quite the exciting. But yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Like a lot of the time I make work about music, like you know the music industry. Mm. I'm really influenced by that. I love working with like musicians or making like gig posters, that kind of thing, because like my own experience of being in like a music scene and what music did for me, etc was like life changing as well like it's a really big part of my life mm. so I make a lot of work about that also I do make quite a lot of work about like um like issues I care about whether they be social or political so there's definitely like an activism element there as well like particularly in my poster work and the people I make posters for I would definitely really focus on that so I find that very inspiring I also really love like narrative driven stuff like I was really influenced by comics and animation when I was younger like that's what kind of got me into illustrating drawing so yeah. I think there's definitely a big like comic book influence there for sure like mm. and you know particularly like love and rockets comics like ghost world yeah like all that kind of stuff that's been a really, really big influence and then i i did want to be an animator whenever i was younger because i think animation itself like in terms of composition and color and how you frame things like all that kind of stuff has a really really big influence on me in terms of how everything's kind of laid out. So I guess that's where the design element also kind of fits into it. Like, you know, composition is like a big thing that I've kind of like focused a lot more on in the last few years and kind of how you arrange imagery and how that changes the communication of it and the message it kind of has. So with your growing platform, do you feel a responsibility to educate people? Yeah, to a certain extent I feel like I would. But I, I don't see it in kind of like a... Well, I hope it doesn't come across in like a condescending way. I think it's something you just see a lot more happening now where people are using their platform to just communicate information, like, you know, and to rally people and to kind of feel like they're doing their doing what they can. I think particularly this year, there's been a, a lot bigger rise in people kind of sharing information or causes they care about um, in like an activism sense yeah. and like a supportive sense you know, purely because we are also distant and we can't be together and we can't go to marches, we can't go to rallies, like, so I think it's kind of just something a lot of people are having to do a lot more of now, it is, in some ways I'm kind of really grateful for it, because otherwise, if we didn't have that form of communication, there'd be a lot more bad things happening, basically, Mm, but yeah, I think in terms of, like, using my platform to, like, educate or feeling like I have a responsibility towards that. I think I definitely do feel like a responsibility to use the platform I have to communicate information or messages or like causes that I care about or that I think are important. Um, Mostly because I think, like personally, I do think activism is really important and I would see myself as an activist in a sense, but mostly because I believe personally for activism, like there are so many different forms to it and a lot of people feel like they can't do anything, but actually they can. You know what I mean? Mm. I think particularly in this day and age where we all have our platform of social media and in this current circumstance where like it's much harder to like, you know, protest or march or go to rallies or to see people in person, like, you know, discuss issues. I think it's kind of like the next best thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And my kind of, my kind of views on activism are that like, you know, not everyone feels comfortable going to a rally. 
not everyone feels comfortable getting right up in like some corrupt politician's face and like you know sending their point making their point trying to like raise awareness around an issue because like we can't all expect each other to like you know go to school for like politics or mm. like you know any of that kind of stuff as much as we would all like to in a way potentially like i definitely wish i spent more time like on the grind if you know what i mean as an activist like really reading up really knowing my stuff yeah. like actively campaigning but like i think i have a lot more to offer in terms of what my actual skills are so for instance me like i donate posters i donate artwork i sell prints you know, to cause I care about. But then someone else might be like, okay, I'm really good at baking, so I'm going to bake cupcakes, so I'm going to donate profits from this to what's caused by care about. You know, activism is so broad in terms of what you can do. Yeah. And I think we're definitely going to put where I think people are realizing that. Like, mm. you know, politics or being political or being an activist isn't like the bad word anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, we should all care about these issues because ultimately, I think, like, you know, politicians actually like the fact that most people feel alienated from politics because mm. it gives them more room to get away with, like, oh, bad stuff. Yeah. Whereas I think we need to change the kind of narrative around that in the sense of knowing that, like, no, actually, you don't need to have a politics degree to understand this. Here's it worded down. You have a right to be angry about this and you have a right to, like, say no to this or, like, protest this, but protest it in your own way. Yeah, like, that was a bit more of, like, an activism slant on it in terms of, like, your question on education mm. and having a responsibility to educate. So I think, yeah, everyone has a responsibility to do that. But also in terms of, like, say, educating the next generation of, like, illustration design, like, yes, we all want 100%. I do think everybody has a responsibility to help each other out and to, like, support each other because that's the only way the industry's going to grow and the industry's going to survive. But on that note, I would say you have to be respectful and, like, polite Definitely. and, you know, appreciative. And it has to go both ways, do you know what I mean? And, like, as much as I would love to have more free time to sit down with people and, like, show them what to do, like, I give them advice, etc., etc. Like, mm. you know, I don't have that time during the day. I can only afford to, you know, donate maybe a couple of hours every month yeah. towards that. But I think that's better than nothing. Like, you have to sort of work within your limitations, for yeah, sure. 100%. Yeah. Who slash what got you into the educational side of design? So again, probably a folk in terms of how I entered into like educating and design or Mm. like illustration, etc. So again, my connection to the Oxford, like the agency has really strong ties with University of Ulster where they have the BA illustration course. Mm. So I think once the university started, like we actually reached out to them to kind of say, we're having our exhibitions, we're launching, we think this would be a really good experience for your students. And quite a lot of the illustrators in Oxford alumni of University of Ulster and that course mm. so there's like a really nice connection there in that sense but yeah I think it's mainly just through us folk and also I think it must be like I would have loved to have had like something like us folk around whenever I was a student if you know what I mean because it definitely sort of motivates I think it motivates students because they can see that there are people like literally next door like our studio is like a 10 minute walk away from the university mm. who are actually doing it like being illustrators and you know making it work and being able to go in and like sort of give them advice on the more business side of things. If you know what I mean, like the course is obviously very focused on developing their practice and the actual artwork they make. But I think also definitely helps facilitate the more like professional practice side of things. So like, you know, how to do your taxes, how to invoice, how to like promote yourself, mm. like, you know, all those things that any kind of small business kind of has to worry about, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So our final question. <laughs> Um, has Corona inspired any of your recent work? Yeah, I think Corona has definitely inspired a lot of recent work, both commissioned and personal, to be honest. Like, 
I've definitely, I recently just worked on a series of like social distancing graphics. Yeah, like I saw that. I really, really liked yeah. it. Yeah, 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 so they they were was so printed cool. on Daria Queen, who are like absolutely amazing. Like, if you can get down to see their exhibitions whenever they open again, like 100% do. Ben Cuthers, who's the curator, is like such a champion of illustration. Um, so I've done a lot of work with them in the past, like both as like Oswald agency manager, but also as like an illustrator. I've shown like work in a few of their shows. But that one was particularly fun because again, I'm sure everybody's noticed like there's been a variety of uh, different designs and takes on like social distancing graphics recently, some more fun than others. Mm. So it was really nice to see Ben be like, okay, so we have to have some kind of social distancing graphics, so why not just get an illustrator to do some fun with it, something mm. really interesting. And that was really nice because working with a gallery I think they tend to encourage you to like do your own thing a lot more like there's not as much feedback or revisions because it's more it is more to see what you would make anyway rather than making work for an actual client so that was really fun and it was really cool to see like actually stuff on the floor see the foot marks on it and everything like that so there's something really cool about seeing your work in that context but it was weird making them so I was kind of like oh I'm really excited to do this and I'm like but I, is it weird that I'm excited to do something for a pandemic that I wish was not happening. Do you know what I mean? Like in a way, it's kind of unfortunate that I even need to be in the position to make something like this. Yeah. So, yeah, like it was really fun, definitely. And I recently did something similar, but it was more like typographic pieces. Mm. Again, on social distancing, that I can't really say much more about now because it hasn't (laughs) been released yet. But so, yeah, in terms of like actual commission work, definitely there's a quite obvious shift in the content of stuff you're being commissioned, a lot of social distance and stuff. Mm. But then also even just in like my own personal work or like other work I've been doing, I definitely, I think I've just taken my time a bit more with work recently, whereas like, you know, last year, so busy all the time, like it was really go, 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 and you're kind of just really working on like an autopilot kind of thing. Whereas this year, because obviously there's nothing else really going on or anything else to do, I don't feel as rushed with my work. Mm. Which I think has been really nice, and I think it's definitely something like a small silver lining to the situation. Is that hopefully I'll take this, you know, post pandemic to like give myself a bit more time just to like kind of really think about the piece and like you know how to go about it and like take that time to edit it if you know what I mean and not yeah. feel it under pressure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. No problem at all. It was very nice to talk to you. And yes, very. If some questions there, I'm kind of like, huh, I haven't actually thought about that. <laughs> but no. Hopefully it's useful, like I do tend to um, ramble. No, it's been absolutely... Thank Thank you so much. much. No problem, good luck. Bye-bye.